0: Okay. Good evening. This is Yemi Majakudumi from Widow Recovery Secrets. We're starting the seconds season of the autumn, which is on the Thriving Widow series. And I'm delighted today to have a honorable lady with me on Podcast 96. And I've got here Charlotte Nak- Nakimbi. Nkabinde. Nkabinde. Kabinde. k-a-binde. k-a-binde. Yes. And a mother to four boys. She's got three grandchildren. She's a businesswoman, graduate, business graduate, a certified facilitator and moderator, and the co-owner of Adorned Babies Boutique. And it says here she's Mrs. Township, South Africa 2023, first runner up with Mrs. Personality and Influencer Awards. So can we welcome um charlotte today and just to reiterate the point the idea behind the thriving widow series is to showcase another widows gone through similar to what we've gone through but obviously pushing through and achieving greater things and we're here to show you again that all things are possible and there's nothing we cannot do despite the loss All right, I'm going to hand you over to Charlotte now to introduce herself briefly, and then we'll go on with our questions. So, Charlotte, give us... um, Just tell us one unique thing about yourself. Ah, Good
1: afternoon, Yemi, and all your viewers. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. You're welcome. Um, I think you've said a lot about me, but um, one thing that I know about myself that is unique is... uh, I'm a woman that carries with me buckets and buckets of love that I'm willing to share with my society. Wow, thank you very much.
0: So I'm going to ask you now: Can you mention one interesting thing you have discovered about yourself since your loss? Um,
1: I I think what I've discovered was that I've got um resilience. Okay. Um, the reason I say so. It's because, like I said, I had entered uh, the Mrs. Township, South Africa pageant, oh, yeah. and um, when I put in my application, it was like a month before my husband passed on. Wow! And yeah, uh, a month later, he is gone, and unfortunately, fortunately I'm chosen as a semi-finalist, you know, to take part. And at that point, I was at my lowest and yeah but um, through the support of my kids and my family you know they 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 pushed me to say don't stop this you know Mm -hmm. because you it's something that you wanted to do and it's something that you are passionate about so continue will give you the support and I carried on I don't know how many times I, I wanted to give up you know because of my mental health but I strived I went on. I did all the charity work that I needed to do, and mm-hmm. um, to a point where just before the finalists, because like the final, the finalists, the final, the finals were last weekend. So and now this is the month where my husband passed on. So it 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 was so heavy on me, and I, I actually wanted to give up, but you know, through the support of friends, they said, ah-ah, uh-uh, you are almost at the finish line. Mm-hmm. And I continued, you know, and one amazing thing, even in my lowest, I was actually always number one with the votes because, you know, with uh, people had to vote, so I was always, you know, pushing and asking people to continue to vote for me, so I was always number one on the list, you know, when yes. when, when people were voting, so that has taught me that I am stronger than yes. I think. Yeah, so that I can safely can,
0: say resilience. So can I ask you, Shal, how long have you been widowed for?
1: Uh, on the 30th of September, it will be a year. Oh, so year. under one
0: year. Yeah, oh. it will well, be a so full very, year. So it's very recent then. Yeah, true. So it was 2021, 30th of September 2021. September.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Oh, oh. I'm very sorry for your loss.
1: Ah, Thank you so
0: much. In terms of the pageant, just to give our audience a a clearer perspective. So your audience, was it an international audience or just within the country? And how was it publicized?
1: It was within the continent, I mean, the the country.
0: Yes, okay. Yeah,
1: within within a country. So it was publicized like on Instagram, Facebook, you know, these social medias, Yeah, Twitter, yes. Wow. So That's it amazing. was on social media a lot.
0: Wow. So did you, how did you cope with all the exposure?
1: Um, I, I that's why I said sometimes, you know, things happen and you don't even know how you get through it. Mm-hmm. It can only be God, mm-hmm. you know, with his, you know, who is giving you the wisdom and the strength to can be able to pull through. Because every now and then, you know, when when I wanted to give up and people would say, no, you, you can't stop. I would go back to him and say, God, you know, when I applied for this, it wasn't for me. I'm doing this, you know, to do good to your kids, you know, to mm-hmm. to work for you. And you you just have to give me strength to be able to can pull through. And with mm-hmm. his, you know, grace, I I, I succeeded. Yeah.
0: So what came to mind as well is when you were doing the pageant, in a way, do you think he, in a way you actually diverted your focus from the pain in many ways, do you think?
1: Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And it has helped me a lot, you know, because I I actually said, you know, I'm going to use this pageant, you know, um, as my pain, but it should be somebody else's game. Yes. So, yeah, so I channeled, you know, my, my, my energy to charity a lot. and you know just to see somebody smile and you know being grateful for the support and the love that you give them gave me peace as well because you know my husband was like charity was his passion as well so i was actually doing it for him as well you know to say i'm still where you left
0: so the pageant is it to do so were you raising funds behind the pageant can you tell us a bit more about that please
1: we we had to raise funds and get uh, sanitary pads for girls, you know, oh, just to wow. keep them at school. Yeah, okay. and I also went out and visited old, uh uh orphanage homes, okay. you know, yeah, to supply them with uh, veg- vegetables and fruits, and also give them pads, you know. So that's mostly what we did, but the main idea was to keep a girl child to at school you know because most kids cannot even afford to buy sanitary pads so mm-hmm. that's basically what I did Amazing. and I also added underwear as well because sometimes if a kid cannot afford to buy underwear I mean a pad what about the underwear that we must protect that sanitary pad you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. yeah so we Amazing. had to raise funds ask for donations and so did the they tell
0: money. you how much you'd raise sorry
1: uh the first from the semi finalists we had to raise five thousand, and then on the finalist, we had to reach nice two thousand rounds
0: okay and did you reach that um your Most,
1: goal? yeah i did i did wow. um wow. on 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 the first one i I think I went up to five point eight wow i yeah, and this one it was just two thousand because I didn't do much, I wasn't well mentally, mm-hmm. yeah, so I did whatever That's that
0: I could. Do. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. Because in this part of the world, in England, um, talking about sanitary shortages, mm-hmm. I'm sure people still have similar challenges. It's a bit, it's a bit alien. So it's quite good to tell us that bit of why you're doing the pageants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why. I think it's interesting. It's an eye opener because in different parts of the world, people have different challenges.
1: Exactly. So when
0: people hear this, it makes you appreciate little things, perhaps some people take for granted. You know. Yeah. So can I? Uh, can you mention three solutions you've solved for yourself since being a widow?
1: Um. Yeah, that is so difficult. <laughs> That is so difficult because, you know, um. but it, it's it's the little thing, Siani, because I, I, I was actually so spoiled. Uh, it's just the little thing like paying my car uh, registration documents, you know. Mm. I never used to do that. Mm. I would just say, you know, my disk has expired, and the next day I know my disk is paid. Mm. So it was so difficult for me to do that because I'm not used to it. Yeah. Um, the only time I realized it, it has expired was when I was stopped by traffic officers, you know, to say, yay, your disk has expired. But I, I had to push myself, you know, just to go and do that. Yeah. Um, one other thing, uh, just, just drive, yeah, like the weekends, especially the Sundays. Yeah, yes. the Sundays are the hardest for me. And but so far I've 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 come through and I've pulled through. So it's getting easier and better at you know, in time, but I still struggle on Sundays. But when the day goes by I just say, Oh, thank God the day has ended. So,
0: so can I ask what would you normally do on Sunday with your late husband?
1: Uh we it's our day where we spend at home
0: okay like, cook. you
1: cook. know we listen to music just sit and do nothing and yeah, spend time good. with ourselves mm. so yeah that 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 is for me yeah oh, it's it's difficult and yeah. you said three the, the third, third one, w- the third one
0: oh. what well, of the children and stuff like that support for the children uh
1: the kids are okay but you know days are not the same Mm-hmm. And because they boys, they don't wanna show you know how hating they are. Yeah. So they actually worry more about me more than they worry about themselves. Yeah. And for me it's vice versa. I worry about them more than I worry about myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it's 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 difficult. You
0: So how old me. are they? Sorry, how old are your boys?
1: Uh the eldest one is thirty two, and mm-hmm. I've got one for thirty one, twenty five, and twenty. Okay. So, yeah. So um, the thing is, their father was so present in their lives. It's mm-hmm. it's so difficult for them. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. So sorry. Mm-hmm. But I pray it gets. Um. I tend. I on because I've walked this journey for it'll be nine years this December. Mm-hmm. But I believe it doesn't get easier. But you have to intentionally. Find a way to recover. Am I making sense? Yeah, and yes, it, it, it's always there. But I think we and I gather you a woman of faith. I found my faith has been my foundational strength, really. Mm. You know, but in having the faith, it makes me realize that I don't grieve without hope. Am I making sense? Yeah. I, had to, I had to find. So what I'm doing now has given me a greater purpose out of my loss. yeah so i think it gets easier in the sense as you start to find purpose out of your loss i hope you it becomes less painful and you can
1: see
0: that you transform you actually transform into a totally different person and you start to do things that you never thought you would have done and you perhaps would never have done when your husband was alive Mm -hmm. but i think it pushes you to to just see life totally differently as each year goes by yeah Mm. and your children as well because for my children adversity has made them totally different people for mm. the best mm. for the yeah. better you don't take things for granted and i think we we maximize fully the potential we've been given as individuals as well yeah but that's as well, there's true. that cushion which is beautiful we don't realize that we take it for granted as well. We relax more, you know, and so on and so That's forth. That's true. Yeah, but it's always there, but it becomes fainter and fainter. And I believe the Lord does heal us from the loss. Yeah.
1: He heals yeah. that
0: pain, that inner pain. You know, there's always that inner pain, that ache. Yeah. yeah. He has time, be. it does become faint. Yeah.
1: Sure.
0: So I'm going to ask you a faith question now. So, I'll, So yeah. what does faith mean to you? And how has this helped your journey through grief and recovery? I know it's only really just been coming up to you. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I, I think for me, faith is more like believing um, into something
0: yeah.
1: that you, you actually haven't seen, yes. but you know for sure that it is there. Yes.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, for me, having faith in God has helped me a lot because i I had faith in him even before my husband passed of course. on. Yes,
0: yes. so
1: when 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 my husband passed on, I thought I'm going to lose faith. I thought I'll be angry with God, yes, and you yeah. know, but yeah. uh, to my surprise, I prayed even harder. I prayed more than before, you know, yes, yes. and and I always say, when people yes. ask asks me, how are you? I would always say, you know, in, with God's grace, I am doing well. And he, he gives me mercy every day because mm-hmm. I never thought I, I would still be here at this point. Mm. because after we buried my husband i was hospitalized for about a month you know mental health and um i didn't think i would make it then but Mm. through his grace and my faith in him i'm still alive so Mm. so do you have a
0: strong sorry do you have a strong faith community as well that's helped you
1: Yes, yes. Can you
0: explain yes. how, how they do it? Just for audience uh, to
1: understand. Uh, the family, the family, we, we have always been a praying family that believed in God. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like with my immediate uh, in-laws family, we always had like your prayer sessions once a month, you know, just to gather and talk about mm-hmm. our experiences, what God has done for us. So yeah we 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 continue to do that and it helps me a lot so what
0: kind of practical support does your church faith community give you that practical today now
1: um you know like your your house visits you know just to come and pray with you yeah um you know sometimes you attend the seminars at church then that Mm. also heals you because Sometimes you you think that you are the only one or your problem is beyond each everyone's yeah. problem yeah. only to yeah. find there are people that has bigger challenges and problems more mm. than you mm. and then then after that you start to say oh god i'm still grateful you give gratitude to god to say mm. at least i'm still better
0: yeah so do mm-hmm. they do you do offer? do they offer like one-to-one counsel or stuff like that on grief you know where you can actually just talk to someone
1: mm, at church no no so is there any way you
0: could but well, have you considered that at some point where you can just have a one-to-one uh, someone,
1: i i i because the there's
0: some people of the faith who do that as well
1: is it no yeah, i haven't No, you no yeah, it's,
0: I to, it. you. it's to think about because as you The first year is, I still feel when I look back now, the first year you're still in fairly shock. Mm -hmm. But I think as the shock starts to wear away, especially going into your second year, some parts of us are stronger, but it's like the reality really starts to dawn because Mm -hmm. you're you're doing more. You're doing what you're doing now by yourself, but it's it's longer now. You're going walking longer into the widowhood. So it does help to have someone you can, or have a widow who's been on the journey longer to walk alongside of you. So like when things come up for your, the son, you can have someone to phone for counsel. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, I just for I found that was very useful to me. And yeah, you need that. With time, you need that. Like, because they're, even in the church, when you have seminars, sometimes they're lovely, but you still go home alone. Mm. whilst it's nice to have someone you can pick up and say oh hi Jane this is what's happened today what do you think especially in the evenings whenever when everyone when you're winding down to share your day and that really really enhances your mental health as well
1: I hear you
0: so it's something to think about all right
1: Uh, because it's a very
0: it has the potential to be quite a very isolated journey Mm. if you don't intentionally seek someone out just a one-to-one
1: No, I I hear you. I hear you. I'll I'll take note of that.
0: So you're from South what part of South Africa are you located?
1: In Johannesburg, in Soweto. Soweto. All right. right. So the
0: question relates to that question, and that is what do you think is the biggest challenge a widow faces in your part of the world? (sighs) Um
1: I don't know whether resentment is the right word. Yeah. But uh it it feels like um the people that you thought were your friends yes the people that you had expected that they'd give you like 100% support yeah. they seem to disappear from nowhere you know they mm-hmm. you can't even find them they mm-hmm. can't even send just a you know a whatsapp message to say how you doing yeah they, they just disappear and you don't know what happened and then you start asking yourself did i have friends here mm. or was this family in the beginning because they, they are just nowhere to be found and uh, these are the people that had said to you should you want or need anything we will always be there for you but and 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 i think also what i find difficult is that when somebody says to you if you need anything, I'm there for you. Yeah. Uh, they they when you are in this situation, you ex you, like you wish people could come and ask, what is it that you need? Because you don't wanna feel like a burden, you know, every time you have to phone and ask, can I, can I, can I? Mm-hmm. So, but those people disappear, you don't find them anywhere, and you, you So what you do want you think
0: that? that is? What do you think that is about? What have you thought that is about?
1: Um I I, I'm actually trying to understand maybe from their perspective Mm. to say maybe they don't know what to say to me. Yeah. Or maybe they don't know how to act or or treat me. Mm. So the best option is to avoid me. But Mm -hmm. that hurts.
0: Okay. Yeah, because it's interesting because do you think when we lose someone, people around us who were there, it brings to question their mortality as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: So that's yeah. another way of perhaps looking at it. Because like, I found similar, not necessarily avoiding me, but the people that you expected that would stay around were not the ones. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: and I think it comes with experience. Some people can't just cannot perhaps know what to say, which you rightly said. Mm. But I think it brings issue around mortality. Like it reminds people that, they don't want that. Or it could even relate to even stigma, like just being around us. Maybe we jinx people. They don't do it consciously, but it's a, the human mind is very, we operate in so many different levels, mm-hmm. but the unconscious mind can create fear among people. Oh, know? yeah. So it could be that as well, you know. Or people okay. are going through their own processes. People go through their own, whatever yeah. is going on in their lives. But when grief strikes as well, you because you're still emotionally challenged, you can't really relate fully because at that moment you're in need, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting how people react. But it's never the ones you expect. To yeah, that's them. the thing. Yeah.
1: Like the people that you thought these ones are, I'm sure mm-hmm. they will support me hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh my God, they are never there.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I learned I learned through maybe not just through this loss, but through my journey in life though, I've always held people loosely because I've always felt I never really know anyone. I can only know myself. And even knowing myself, do I really fully know only God really knows me fully?
1: Yeah. It's only really
0: when circumstances happen that we really know how we are, because that is how we react. So that is the same when we have people around us. We never know what they... And it doesn't mean they're bad people. We never know how people react. Mm. So I hold people loosely. However, my, one thing I learned from being a widow, though, is when the people that we expect to don't stay, I always see it as an open door because that means the Lord is bringing new people into your life. Yeah. So you need to seek them out. There's always people that you never thought could help you at once actually are the ones that's that are young. going to really empower you that's true yeah that's so true. look around there's always people that it might just be a neighbor that just used to say hi hello you know yeah. someone you never know it's just amazing all right so <laughs> there's a lot of intention you have to do a lot of intent you have to be intent yeah to really seek them out but they're there
1: you're okay all right
0: yeah, this, sounds, this sounds like coaching session <laughs> Yeah, yeah it I'm, is. It yeah, I'm is. just sharing my own what I've learned in the journey. So, like, can I ask you the next one, which is, um, can you mention one initiative that could at least ease your challenge? What could help you at this moment in time? What could someone do for you that would really ease what you're going through?
1: Um, I, at the moment, I. Don't think there's anything anybody could mm-hmm. do
0: uh,
1: except for me doing things for myself. You know, um, yeah. explain because, that a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I the the pain that I have now, um, I don't think nobody or anybody can be able to help me with anything. But it's for me to to be able i think i must just accept because i'm struggling with acceptance Mm. so uh, i need to accept and um, try and gather strength you know to can be able to start moving on accepting that i have to make decisions alone I I I have to make sure things are done, you know. And uh, when a chair is broken in the house, I have to make sure that I find somebody to come and fix. So it's for me to be able to do the things that I didn't do, that I didn't even know who does them. Then I must start doing those things.
0: Yeah, but and, you. But the journey. You You've made valid points there. But what course came to mind when you said it as well is. The journey of recovery is never is never should be done on your own. Mm. Yeah. So as much as you're, you're aware, obviously in your home, you're the one who's the lead person now. You're the, the one wearing the main hat. But your recovery should never be done in isolation. Actually, your recovery journey is easier when you're doing it as part of a community or some person working alongside of you. Yes. Because what happens is if you do it alone, as you seem to imply, it impacts on your mental health. Okay. And you have to you have to think on the terms that even though your husband has passed, even when you were together, you had a community. So even though the community might have disintegrated, the Lord will bring new people in to help you. It's never done. You should never do it on your own. All right, and okay. I know, and why how you're talking because you're still quite early in your journey. But mm. why talk? Because I mean, I have a obviously you know I have a perspective. I talked a lot about that in the beginning of my journey. What mm. helped me. You have to seek people out to help you. Yeah, because the isolation yeah. can make you really low in mood. Okay, right? there's always people in the community, in your community, far or wide, or even online that you can find that's been on that journey where you're at, and they should be able to walk alongside of you. Okay. It's not to be done on your own, all right? If not, you internalize a lot of your emotions. Okay,
1: so so what, what I'm hearing you say is that I, I mustn't avoid... Talking about my grief. I must oh, in a void. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good, yeah. I well, must in a void, it. you know.
1: Share it, sharing sharing yes. it with and, yeah, with people and yes. I must yes. in a void, you know, voicing out how
0: I feel. Yes, yes. That's yeah. cool that's what we call leaning into the pain. You have mm-hmm. to and the people who don't want to hear it, fine, they will disperse. But those that mm-hmm. are real will stay and listen. Okay. or when people ask how you're doing if you feel you trust the person you tell them exactly how you're doing mm. or like when you were saying earlier on about um, you don't when people say if you need anything sometimes you've got to remember people are doing life as well meaning they're busy in their own way so sometimes we have to say to them oh could you help me do this and they eagerly will do it mm. especially mm. women around the world we tend to do a lot okay don't take it personally that people are not asking you remember they're doing their lives as well meaning they have their own challenges as well
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. does that make
0: sense yeah yeah it
1: does the thing is you know like when 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 people don't even ask how are you Mm -hmm. just a simple how are you and you think Mm -hmm. i can't even ask more than this because they don't even bother to find out how am i today how did i sleep and
0: mm. when
1: you find strangers new people that you know would ask you mm. how did you sleep how are you but today? That's, fine. Then... that's
0: fine for strangers sometimes it's easier to share how you really feel with a stranger than people you know mm. because sometimes mm. when it's people we know there's a part of us that we don't upset them so we don't tell them the full how you're feeling when it's a stranger they're far removed from your pain so you can't really open up and that's why people go and get counselors or therapists that don't know you yeah because you can be yourself it's like when when we're growing up there's a certain expectation our parents have of us to to do well but Mm -hmm. you find when you really want to mourn about the hard work you're going through, you go and tell someone who's not your parent wouldn't you yeah, true. Exactly, true, because you know the person. If you go to your parents, they still have their expectations, so you won't be telling them really how you're feeling. Yeah, does that make true. sense? No, it does. It yeah. does. So yeah. don't, don't, don't turn away people who are new. People; those are the ones that are best to share it with. Actually, okay. I find, yeah. All right. now I hear you. All right. Thank you for sharing that with me. So, would Thank you say me. you might? You said be early in the journey to ask this, but. Can you, I'll, I won't ask you that question, but one thing I, will, I always ask people is, what three factors keep you inspired while you're working early in this journey? Three things that you think, when you wake up and you think about three things that make you, at least you can go on. What would I,
1: they I think first it would be my kids and my grandkids. Mm. You know, um, I, it's more like, you know, I have to be strong, I have to do this because they are there, they're looking up to me, hmm, so yeah, so my kids, okay. and the third one, um, my charity work, okay, yeah, that also keeps me going, you know, just to know that I give somebody a smile,
0: Yes. fulfills
1: yeah. my spirit, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so is that um, part of the charity you did with the pageantry, is that the same Yes, thing that's here? correct, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's correct, yeah, that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, and and what else? The third one would be, you know, just know that God is with me. Just trusting mm-hmm. God.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That also keeps me going. And well, you wonderful. mentioned
0: four now, anyway, because you said your children, <laughs> which is good. Your grandchildren, they try to walk and God. Yeah. In yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing, the human spirit, in spite of your loss, you're still able to laugh, aren't you? So you see yeah, the muscles are you know? greater. Because yeah. <laughs> when it that's happens initially, I'm sure you think, would you ever, ever be able to smile again?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I remember when I was in hospital, my doctor, um, just when he was about to discharge me, yeah. he said to me, you know, um, the first weeks when he saw me, Every time when I lifted my head, there was like a bucket or buckets full of tears out of my eyes. Yeah. but at least now I'm starting you know to make a conversation without mm-hmm. you know tears yeah rolling mm-hmm. through my eyes so i I guess it gets better in time.
0: Yeah, so can I ask you? I just felt that. So, with your person of yours, was it sudden or was he ill? Was it no? He wasn't ill, it
1: was just a sudden death. Um, he was shot, uh, like a kilometer away from home on his way home. Um, he called me at about half past six, I mean, yeah, half past six to say, Hey, how are you? Checking on you, I'm on my way home. Okay, see you, love you, love you. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, at about ten past twelve, I get a call. Um, somebody says, "Please phone your husband's phone," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, shame. Maybe the battery's flat. You know, the battery mm-hmm. was flat. So let me call the number." And I called his number, and when I called, somebody answers, yeah. and um, um, I I say, "Let me. Can I speak to the owner of the phone?" They say, "No, yeah. you can't." You can't speak to him. And I, I'm like, who's talking now? Yeah. And this person says, I'm a police officer. I'm in the Deep Kloof. Deep Cliff is an area. Yeah. He says, I'm in Deep Kloof And I'm like, now, who, where is the owner of the phone? Yeah. Uh, he says, no, there was an accident. And I'm like, okay. Where do I come? Give me yeah. directions. Tell me. And he says, yeah, "No, you yeah. can't come. You can't come. You can come in the morning." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Because it's already morning. Because it yes. was 12 a.m." Yeah. And he says, yeah. "No, you can't come." And I'm like, "Where is that person?" And he says, "No, he's in a mortuary." And that was it.
0: Mm, so it was basically sudden, sudden. Death. Wow. Yeah. Not was- that any, not not that any form of death is easy, but that also can break a person down. If someone yeah. is to just now, and then all of a sudden they tell you he's being a mortuary, like yeah. from life to death, just like that. Just like that, yeah. Uh, so, so has that kind of incident happened in that area before? Have you heard of similar events before? Yeah, quite a few. Quite
1: a few because um I think four or five months before him there was yeah. an and and in the same spot like you know it's next to a garage and a shopping center just at the robots
0: so has it been so, investigated yeah.
1: the case oh my dear i'm telling you um that the investigating officer told us just even before we buried my husband that yeah. this is a dead case
0: why because
1: there is no information on the docket. There's nothing there, so there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can investigate. So,
0: and there's no witnesses.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. And and you know, one other thing that I still wish I could get answers to was is that you know here in South Africa, when when somebody um dies like that or gets an exi car accident. They never remove the body from the scene until they get family. They they will make sure that they get you know the family the 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 family. So why why is that? Uh for you guys to come and identify the body. Well, they don't take know? it
0: to the mortuary and then get it. No, body. before no. They, so why they is
1: have, that? I I'm not sure how, why, but that's the norm. But so with it's my husband,
0: terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah. So with my husband. I don't know who really, because boy, one family member has to release his body.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know who did that because he was so much released and taken to the mortuary without us, and we're just a kilometer away.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: phones, he had his phones with him. The police officer had his phones, and uh, they could identify him with his car, with his firearm license, so there's so many things things that they could have identified and found us, but nobody bothered to do that.
0: And they didn't steal anything off him. He had his phones, everything still on him.
1: Uh, yeah, everything was still there. Everything sad. was still, yeah, sad. everything was still there. So that's yes. why
0: it's shocking, it's a total shock, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is, it is. Mm-hmm. And and you know it it's 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 it, it, it gives you also paranoia because now you don't even know what happened, why did they do it? And now you are also scared and afraid, you know, when you're driving, you on the lookout, uh, is there anybody following me? When the kids are not coming back, you start to stress and wonder, mm-hmm. are they safe, you know? So that's another stress on its own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is it safe? Is it generally a safe country now, South Africa? Is there still...
1: No, it yes. is safe. It's just now and then, you know, you'll get um, those evil people that would do such things. But it is safe. It is safe. It's
0: very sad though that they'll just kill someone like that. It's very. Yeah. I mean, it happens all around the world. I think everywhere around the world now, there seems people just seem to have these guns. It's yeah. Really to do with that, I don't know why. It's just too sad. It's bad. It's bad. Mm. It's oh, This is very sad. I'm very sorry for your loss. You know, because I hear you. so many. I I just felt to ask you that question because yeah. we never do. Because they do. Say even in recovery, the way the person died and how they died also determines how gradually you're recovering. You know, so there's a dimension of your loss that is still unresolved. Like the why. There's a why, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. True. Still, true. There's a why. You know, so even in walking, when you get to accept terms, you know, anyway, the Lord will restore whatever is lost. Thank you. I would say. But it is definitely truly shocking. So just to finalize, there's some questions I'm not going to ask you because you're fairly new into the But Mm -hmm. what I would like to say, what would you say to widows listening to this today? I mean, you're fairly new on the journey, but you're a widow. What, What would you say to someone who's recently just lost their husband? And they feel oh, they can't find their way. What
1: would you um, say? I would say, you know, grief is, is, is personal. And we, they shouldn't let anybody detect to them or tell them how they should grieve. Yeah. And uh, they shouldn't be hard on themselves. But still in the process, find something that will keep you going. Find your passion and make it a hobby. Mm. Or even the 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 things that the person that you have lost, you know, what they liked doing, their passion, make it your own and make it your hobby. And, yeah, yeah that would also help you heal because you would know that I'm doing this in his memory or her memory. Mm.
0: Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. So do you want to tell us a bit about your... Just advertise, plug your business for us. You're a businesswoman. What does your business do? I mentioned the com- the name.
1: Adorn babies oh, adorn okay. babies. Um, we sell baby clothing. Baby clothing.
0: Okay.
1: I, I yeah I get them from Turkey.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I buy them from Turkey and then come and sell them. Uh, our store is in Soweto. It's in a township. Yeah. But we've given it. You know that. Uh sub up look. Yes. So we sell baby clothing, we do baby photo shoots as well, you know. For what age
0: of baby what age would the babies be?
1: Uh zero to like your thirteen year old.
0: Okay, wow. so
1: yeah. Wide range.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's okay. what
1: we basically do.
0: All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to thank you very much, Charlotte, for coming. Yeah. It's been quite it's been quite um moving and also inspirational. The inspirational part is the key that you're giving us, you're encouraging us tonight that in spite of what you've been through, you're still here and you're still doing your passion. You're doing your business. You're still doing your charitable work. And you did finish, you continue to do your pageant, which was for you. Yeah. So I want to thank you very much. And I do hope you'll be, you'll keep in touch. Yeah. And I wish you all the best for the future. So I'm just saying. that's okay, you're welcome. And we're signing, I'm signing off again tonight and this is Yemi Majekodumi, your host from Widow Recovery Secrets. I hope this helps and be encouraged. If you, if I can do it, Charlotte can do it, so can you. So dead to the dream a new dream. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Yemi. Let me just pause it.